This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Fairfield County Business Journal. Here's your host, Phil Hall. Welcome to Westfair Business Buzz. This is Phil Hall, Senior Enterprise Editor with the Westchester and Fairfield County Business Journals. Today's episode, we are privileged to have Lisa Keston. She is the Executive Director of Volunteer New York. And Elisa, for the benefit of our listeners who are not familiar with your organization, what is Volunteer New York all about? Thank you, Phil, for having me. And um, we are great fans of your publications So, and this podcast. Volunteer New York is an organization, a nonprofit, that has been active in our community for over 70 years now. We are the organization that individuals turn to businesses, groups of people of all ages and stages in life when they want to volunteer and make a difference locally. We are also the organization that hundreds of local organizations turn to for their own volunteer needs. So we're the ultimate connector to get people off the sidelines, making a difference right in their own community. And what uh, parts of New York does your organization cover? We are very deeply engaged in Westchester County where we were formed, uh, but we also work in Rockland and Putnam counties. We're actually part of a global network called the Points of Light. And because of that, there are affiliates all over the world, as well as in other parts of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Well, Points of Light is a wonderful organization, so that's uh, it's great to know that you're part of them. I would imagine during the uh, past six to eight weeks, you folks have been very, very busy with volunteers who want to help those in need. You are so right. You know, when we think about the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, in in our world, we look at it for what it is. It's It's a disaster. And the one thing that is true in any disaster is that when someone realizes that they are okay and that their immediate loved ones are okay, the first thing they seem to want to do is help someone else. It's, a, it's an absolutely wonderful phenomenon. The interesting thing, if you can use the word interesting, about this is that everyone is impacted. Usually, there's a group of people from a neighboring community or country uh, who can come to, to help, or there's a, a group of people who aren't directly impacted. This is impacting everyone. And so it has the additional tricky business of the social and physical distancing that's necessary to keep us safe and to flatten the curve. So. Our work has been very busy and challenged to find ways to continue to help one another, to help nonprofits and municipalities and frankly businesses that need help and do so in a safe way so that we are physically distancing but not emotionally isolating as President George W. Bush actually said this past weekend, I thought very beautifully. Well, how does this work? Let's say that I'm running a company and I'm going to be in need of volunteer assistance because uh, my financial state is somewhat precarious as a result of COVID-19. 
how do how do I get in touch with you and how do you get the right volunteers to work with someone like me? Phil, if you had asked me that question several months ago, I would have told you, well, actually, we don't really help small businesses. We are helping nonprofits and sometimes we're helping governments. Uh, with with their community needs. But that changed with, with COVID-19 in a very special way. And that's because of the Small Business Administration money um, and opportunities that are available. That opened up an immediate need to get people who had business acumen, who were interested in volunteering and helping other small businesses and nonprofits, understand what they needed to access the PPP loan system. So what happened was Westchester County's Office of Economic Development actually recruited pretty quickly 300 volunteers who said, we would like to assist other business owners in navigating what you need to do, how you need to, to fill out your forms with all the SBA applications. So we now have help on our website um, uh, that's available in both English and Spanish. We're making connections between those 300 plus volunteers and local small businesses. To date, we have made connections for about 53 business owners who've requested it. And anyone else looking for help can go to our website. I'll give you that address in a minute. I just want to emphasize that as of today, there's still about $100 billion available. And so the need is still there. And there are volunteers willing and ready to help. What we've done is we've created a volunteer, uh, virtual volunteer center uh, on our website that is particularly curating the COVID-19 related opportunities. So if you go to volunteernewyork.org forward slash VVC, and New York is spelled out, you will actually see at the top of the page that you can click for small business owners. And from there, you can follow, you can express your interest in having someone help you uh, by registering there. We're trying to make it very easy. There's also one of my colleagues' emails right on there, and she can help if anyone has trouble with, with the website. But that's how we're helping small businesses, and that's how we're helping the community because there, it's all very seamless, I think. And I think volunteerism has always been that connective tissue or fabric that brings us all together so that we can withstand any kind of disaster or challenge that is thrown our way and emerge on the other side stronger than ever. So much attention is being given to the COVID-19 relief efforts, and rightfully so, but that also takes away from the other nonprofits in the region who uh, rely very heavily on volunteers and on public donations to keep going. How has your organization been helping those nonprofits who are not part of the COVID-19 relief fund to, uh, to keep moving on? So we're still, um, we're still managing our database, which has hundreds of opportunities that are current and really in need for fulfillment. Um, we send out an e-newsletter 
twice a month that people can sign up for by going to volunteernewyork.org. And we also, we're always working both sides of the bridge. We're working the side of the bridge for nonprofits who need volunteers and people who want to serve. We're also working, we've made about 800 calls or contact points to local nonprofits to help them think about how their continuous volunteer needs can be answered more virtually or with good safe physical differences. And that's a challenge for some. I mean, when you're talking about mentoring, tutoring, driving people to appointments, delivering food, serving meals, some of those things are not even possible and some of those things become more challenged. So I think our job is to maintain the flow of volunteers, but help nonprofits think creatively about how are we going to be able to utilize that power effectively. Look, I think every person who talks on every talk show, who's quoted in every newspaper, has said, we're going to go back to a new kind of reality, a new normal. That's true for nonprofits. That's true for volunteerism. But again, I think that we're fortunate in our area to have an organization with the deep amount of understanding and experience as Volunteer New York to help people think and dream and activate what volunteerism must look like to keep everybody going. And it's important for the volunteer as well as for the recipient because volunteerism is a very small, very powerful emotion. And when you're thinking about how this pandemic is affecting all of us uh, mentally, emotionally, that ability to find ways to continue to do good and make a difference is going to help us, I think, in, as individuals, as well as for our organizations and our communities going forward. From my own experience, I first got into volunteerism as a teenager uh, during summer break from school, where myself and actually uh, my best friend were volunteers at a local uh, senior uh, residence where we were involved in helping in the physical and occupational therapy services there. I haven't been a teenager in more than a few years, and I'm wondering, are today's young people active in volunteerism? They are, and it's you've, you've just illustrated what we know uh, to be true, and that's if you volunteer early, you are likely to keep volunteering in different ways throughout your life. So your, your commitment to volunteerism was very important then. We absolutely see young people volunteering. In fact, we created an app that people can download uh, to, that particularly pulls together those opportunities for teenagers and young families and gives them not only direct opportunities, but ideas for how they can create their own ways to get involved. I think in many ways, young people lead the way and they will be leading the way through the COVID-19 and beyond. What is going to be interesting, I think, is that the summertime is usually a very important and popular time for young people to volunteer. 
and just as volunteerism in general is going to be affected uh, by how we can move around freely or less freely, so is youth volunteering. And frankly, how we are able to engage with youth, uh, summer camps, all kinds of things may open up more opportunities for young people to lead and volunteer virtually uh, with even younger uh, children or to be intergenerational uh, connectors to older people. The desire is still there. Young people are interested and motivated to make a difference. And we work really hard to curate and gather the places where young people will be welcomed um, and where their particular energy and experiences can be useful to a nonprofit and to the people a nonprofit might serve. I would also like to point out that during this time, a great many people have been furloughed from their jobs. Many others have also lost their jobs completely. And while they're looking for other opportunities, uh, volunteerism is a great way to network, especially if you're able to work with a nonprofit that's in your particular professional field. That's very true, always and absolutely now. Volunteering is not only a way to keep your spirits up while you are in between jobs or looking for your next opportunity, it's also an important way to refresh your skills, learn new skills, build your networks, um, and it should be considered a vital part, I think, of job seeking and um, career development. I think you also need to realize that it should be talked about during an interview, it should show up on your resume, not as a footnote or an afterthought, but, but exactly telling someone what you learned, who you led, what budget you had, um, how many people you managed, what kinds of, of problems you solved. All of those are experiences, whether you got paid for them or not. And I think that this time, like all downward economic times in our nation's history, is an opportunity for people to use volunteering to build their skills and make those connections in a very special way. What do you think is going to happen after the pandemic starts to wind down and we start going back to work and to some degree of normalcy, do you think the level of volunteerism is going to continue or even increase in the post-pandemic period? I would like to think that it's going to increase. I would like to think that people will remember how important it was to be on the receiving end or the giving end of service to others. And I'd like them to never forget the vivid movies and videos and photos we've seen of people helping one another, people advocating for one another, cheering on, uh, making financial donations to nonprofits. All of these things are ways that we give 
And by giving to others, I do think we better prepare ourselves for an inevitable next challenge. There's always going to be something that is going to shake shake our foundation. But when we are connected and when we recognize the ways that we are alike, I think that those communities that do so the best are the ones that emerge uh, so well from these things. It wasn't it wasn't more than three months ago that I was sitting in a meeting of uh, of county executives and the sky was blue as it always seems to be when I raise this issue and I said look out the window the sky is blue but I guarantee you there will be another disaster and of course I'm thinking weather because that seems to be what you know we usually think of um, as we go into hurricane season or whatever and people never really want to talk about disasters until it hits well i hope that this disaster um, will will have a silver lining and it will be that we don't wait until it hits we check on neighbors we keep our environment clean we tutor children who don't have as many opportunities as our own. We check in on homebound seniors. We engage young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities so that they can reach their full potential. We help small businesses. We do it all because we know that at some point we might need that help and when we can give it we should because we're all we're all on this planet together and in this together. Yeah, you know, and it's a way. I'm sorry, this is an audio interview because if it was video, you'd see I have a great big smile on my face listening to the passion that you're bringing to your work. How did you get involved with Volunteer New York? Well, with Volunteer New York, I in 2000 and four, uh, enrolled in one of our signature programs, which is called Leadership Westchester. I'd never heard of the organization at that time, uh, but I participated in this nine-month program, which was for me life-changing. It helped me really hone in on my purpose and what I wanted to accomplish in the time that I had, both professionally and personally. And I can continued to be involved with the organization after I graduated from the program by joining its board of directors. So I was working in business and I was on the board and the opportunity about um, 10 years ago presented itself and I was chosen to be the executive director of the organization. Um, I have announced that as of uh, June next month, I'm going to be passing on what has been a true privilege to lead uh, to, um, to someone else, uh, Jeanette Gisbert, who is going to be uh, the new executive director as of July 1st. I will always be engaged in supporting Volunteer New York. It is absolutely um, my passion and my purpose, uh, but I also hope that I'll be able to continue to to use my my voice um, and yes my passion to encourage people to create their own legacies uh, i think that the footprints that one 
leads um, leave in, in the sand when you give back to others um, have lasting impact and everyone can make a difference. Uh, volunteering is transformational and relationships matter. Those, those are actually the, the three beliefs that everyone at Volunteer New York shares, our board, our staff, and it's, it's certainly something that has meant so much to me and will continue to mean a lot to me. I encourage people to apply to this year's uh, class. Uh, applications are open for the 2021 class. Uh, the current class will be graduating in June. Leadership Westchester was definitely uh, what got me to this organization. What got me to volunteering is you know, just like you, uh, family members who encouraged me, actions that I have always taken throughout my life. Well, we've been speaking with Elisa Keston. She's Executive Director of Volunteer New York. Look for it online, volunteernewyork, New York spelled out, dot org. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. This is one of uh, my favorite interviews. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Well, thank you, Phil, and I enjoyed it as well. You've been listening to Westfair Business Buzz. I am Phil Hall with the Westchester and Fairfield County Business Journals, and we will see you again next week. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.